What's up, people? It is Sunday, May 26th. My name is B. Hill, and this is Just My Opinion Podcast, so let's talk. I know it has been a minute since the last podcast, but I've had quite a bit going on in my world the past few weeks. Um, I will start with the good stuff. My stepdaughter graduated from college with her bachelor's degree in uh, fine arts, so she wants to be a uh, theater arts teacher, and she's currently teaching right now, so uh, I am extremely proud of her. She is the sweetest young lady uh, that I know, just such a kind heart, um, just a special young lady, so I went out of town. She graduated from Stephen F. Austin. So I went out of town a couple of weeks ago to be there with her and her family for graduation. Uh, I've known her since she was probably 11 or 12. And to watch her grow into the beautiful young lady she is today, uh, I'm just honored that she's allowed me to be a part of her life. She accepts me as her father. She calls me dad. Uh, she come visits me. I always visit her. And the thing about her is she's just such a, a genuine, a genuinely good person. There have been many times over the years, even when she was in college uh, or in high school, where I would reach out to her, she'll reach out to me, and I always ask her, do you need any money? And for a teenager, or young adult, nine times out of ten, she'll say, no, I'm good. I don't know too many people, especially young people, that would do that. Uh, if she did need something, she would call me and ask me for money. Uh, she did call me, I guess, a week or so before graduation, and she said uh, if I was planning on giving her money for graduation, could I send it to her early? because she was trying to wrap some things up before graduation, so I just sent it to her. Um, I have no issues helping her. Uh, She's always been um, very mature for her age, has a good head on her shoulders, and of course, you know, she's gonna make some mistakes, but throughout the time I've known her, I would say 90% of the time, she's had very good judgment and she's made the right decisions as far as I know. Uh, I've never had any issues with, but there was only one issue concerning money I had with her when she was like 18, and we resolved that issue, but before then and after then, no issues at all. She's just a sweetheart, so I'm extremely proud of her. Um, I see her doing wonderful things. Uh, She's very interested in helping low-income students and people who struggle uh, because she was kind of awkward in school. Uh, She graduated with honors from college. She graduated cum laude. Uh, That's with honors. She's always been on the the road. She was on the dean's list in college. So she's a nerd, but that's a good thing. I'm just, I'm proud of her. I love her to death. Uh, So it was just an honor to be there with her and her family just to kind of celebrate with her and just let her know how proud of her I am. Uh, She's just an amazing young lady 
and I've seen very uh, good things for her in the future. The second major thing that's been going on is that I personally started continuing education classes. Um, it's something I've been thinking about doing for the past couple of years because I've talked about uh, trying to find my passion before and one thing that I noticed was I do like to help people and I feel like I have a calming kind of even kill temper and thought process and a couple of years ago I was flipping through our community college catalog and was just looking at something else I could do uh, to try to find my passion and to maybe become a side hustle and I came across a mediation course and I think it's something I would be good at so back in the end of I think it was 20 I had signed up for a mediation course but it um, didn't go through because not enough people signed up for it Uh, and I just kind of let it go over the past year and a half to two years and a couple of months ago I just thought you know I'm kind of at a crossroads because my current job it's my job it pays my bills it's not a passion at all and I think mediation would be something I could get passionate about as far as helping people Um, so I pulled up the course found one was starting enrolled class started uh, so I've been kind of busy with that getting back into the mindset of school and it's not a course where you actually get graded uh, but the process is there are four different courses you take in order to be certified and then you have to do 40 hours of basically pro bono mediation work and then you can start charging as uh, a mediator so my goal is to get take all of the classes get the certification and do my uh, coursework so that could become a side hustle and maybe eventually become a full-time thing and I could work for myself have my own thing going on work when I want to and charge what I want to uh, and again I think it's something that I would be good at as well so getting back into the swing of because it is an in-person class uh, it's from 6.30 to 9.30 twice a week and that's what I've been doing the past few weeks Uh, so getting used to that having to come home read I have assignments that are due Uh, I actually had an assignment I had to do today uh, before my Tuesday class and so far it's been pretty interesting Uh, you know we hit the the ground running from the first class uh, she put us in groups we had to do presentations in front of the class and every class so far we've had to do verbal presentations in front of the class which I'm cool with anyway Uh, but there are a couple of interesting characters within the class as well Uh, there's this guy who I would say there are nine people in the class Three of the nine, this is our first class. Uh, Six of the nine, 
this is their at least third or fourth class with the same professor. Uh, this particular professor is the one that actually designed the mediation course and curriculum. So they're familiar with each other and they're familiar with her. And there's this one guy, um, he is such a kiss ass and it's annoying. He thinks he knows everything. Um, he seems to be a very intelligent dude, but when we're having class discussion, he constantly gives facts and information that don't pertain to anything we're talking about. And even the professor had to tell him in our last course that, thank you for that information, but it's not relevant to the discussion. But he's the type that likes to talk and show off his extensive knowledge of history and all of that stuff. And it's just annoying. And then there's this other girl uh, for this particular session. Our last class is the Tuesday after Memorial Day, so a week from this Tuesday. Well, she proposed that we have three sessions this week instead of two. So we can have, we can end the class this week. Um, and she said that she proposed it in front of the class and our professor said she would put a survey out through email and we could respond by survey. And the young lady said, well, I would just like to know for anyone that can't move it, I would like to know why that you can't move it from the Tuesday after Memorial Day. And I'm thinking it's none of your business. You know, it's, I almost voted against it just out of spite because to call that out and question people's justification to her, to tell you nothing and I just saw an email from my professor she didn't even put the survey out she just decided that you know we were going to keep the course as is and the thing with that is you know what days the courses are when you sign up you know when the course starts you know when it ends so to think you're going to come in and change the schedule and you want reasoning why no it, it doesn't work like that so there are a couple of interesting characters within uh, within this class and you know, talking about work uh, last week was a very long week for me and like I said my job I'm thankful for my job I'm blessed to have my job uh, it allows me to you know do some of the things I want to do um, I do have flexibility from working at home uh, so I'm not disgruntled or anything like that but I'm looking to find my passion, but a few things that happened last week that kind of got under my skin a little bit. Um, the manager, I think I've spoken about him, that I was really cool with, he left, he got another job, and he's been gone for probably about three weeks to a month now, so I'm reporting to his boss. His boss was out of the office Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and didn't tell us. So I got pulled into a few things that he was working on. And because he was out of the office, they came to me. And I had no idea what he was working on. So there were a couple of days I had to work late trying to figure some things out, which eventually I did. But one of the biggest issues I had was this lady I had assisted about a month ago because some other people were out of the office came to me again for the same information. Um, I talked to her on the phone. I did a screen share with her. 
to walk her through step by step how to pull this information that she needed. Uh, I sent her the links. I sent her. I created a training document with a step by step process with screenshots and arrows pointing to the filter she needed to use to get her information. And 30 minutes later, after that session with her walking her through it, she sent me an instant message and asked me to pull additional information that's on the same report I just showed her how to pull. And it's those kind of things that pop up that can be very frustrating, especially after a long week anyway. Um, So I'm just looking forward to hopefully finishing this class. Hopefully I can have all the classes done uh, by the end of the first quarter next year because there's several classes at the end of the 40 hours of mediation. So I'm hoping to get it done by the early part of next year and I can, you know, the mid part of next year, I can start working on my own thing and we'll see where it goes from there. Um, Now to the things that happen in the news. Uh, Of course, there was a mass shooting in Buffalo couple of weeks ago, an 18-year-old drove 200 miles uh, to a predominantly black community, went into a grocery store with the intentions of killing black people specifically. Uh, He left a 100-plus page manifesto uh, giving instructions and details on how he planned it, uh, why he chose this particular area, Uh, and his theory was, or his reasoning was called the uh, replacement theory, the great replacement theory, which is a narrative that's been heavily pushed by Tucker Carlson and Fox News and a couple of other far right-leaning congresspeople. And the great replacement theory is based on Fear. It's a fear of basically white people become the minority. I think this actually has a lot to do with why uh, the Supreme Court is planning to overturn Roe versus Wade because they want to force people to have babies so the uh, to repopulate a certain demographic. That's what I think it is. Uh, I've seen clips of Tucker Carlson talking about how the left wants uh, all of these immigrants to come across the border illegally because they'll end up voting Democrat. Well, that doesn't make sense because illegal immigrants can't vote anyway. So when you look at it from a common sense standpoint, it doesn't make sense. But then we're not dealing with people that uh, deal with common sense. Um, And then, you know, once the shooting happens, part of the typical response from the right is always there's no empathy for one. And secondly, it's, um, well, this happens in Chicago every day. And I've heard that in multiple of these situations, numerous situations like this, I hear, what about Chicago? And that's their talking point. Uh, we bring up, we talk about socialism, they bring up Venezuela, we talk about gun violence and 
uh, gun control they talk about Chicago but what doesn't make sense about that argument in trying to compare it to Chicago is that the yes there are violence in Chicago it has been a problem for years the violence in Chicago is not based on a race it's based on vicinity you know generally crimes happen or when people talk about black on black crime it's not a crime of specifically being black it's a crime of vicinity and who you're around that's just what it is the the violence in Chicago is not based on racism and you rarely or never hear about a black person going to a white neighborhood and killing people because they're white I haven't heard of it and I could I'm sure it's happened at some point but I haven't heard of it but it seems to be more um, likely that it's going to be a white person going to a black neighborhood and also like when Dylan Roof went to the church and killed black people the thing is they go to the places where black people are most vulnerable if you're that big and bad go to Chicago go to the hoods of Chicago and try to pull that stuff they won't do that because they're not that big and bad and it's starting to get a little numbing because once again the police get there this man or this 18 year old has killed 10 people I think he shot an additional 3 wounded and he actually live streamed it on Twitch as well and I haven't seen it don't want to see it but there's a part that I heard uh, where he sees a white man on the ground in the fetal position he says excuse me walked right past him to look for another black person to kill and of course there are people trying to uh, make excuses somebody said that you know he was just he was affected by being uh in quarantine and being cooped up in the shutdown because of COVID. Another person said it had something to do with he had a bad toothache or something like that or mental illness. Um, But for him to have planned this since January, write out everything he wanted to do and the reason he was doing it, that doesn't seem like mental illness to me. It was something that was pre-planned. But of course, they're going to make excuses for this dude. And, of course, there's not going to be any legislation for gun control or anything like that. And it amazes me that people are more afraid of children having books than having access to guns. It just shows where our country's priorities are at this point. Um, You know, we're just... I don't know where we're headed as a country right now, uh, but we continue to get more divided every day. And I really don't see anything getting any better anytime soon. And I hate to say that. Uh, If you look at everything that's going on as far as inflation, gas prices are crazy. Uh, And what is anybody doing to fix it? I did hear that Congress is trying to pass a bill to cap uh, the increases in gas prices. Uh, There is a baby formula shortage. And 
just so many different things going on all at the same time. So let's kind of take them one by one. Uh, of course, a certain segment of the population is automatically everything is Biden's fault. I'm not a huge Biden fan, and I think there's a lot more he could be doing about certain things, but some of this stuff, you have to put the blame where it belongs. Gas prices has nothing to do with Joe Biden. It's corporate greed. When you see that Exxon and all of these other oil companies are making record profits, you can't have inflation and record profits at the same time. That's where the, the onus lies with these oil companies because they're price gouging. I mean, we're close to $4.50 here in Texas um, for a gallon of gas, which is high. Uh, I think it was similar back under Bush at one point, but these oil companies know what they can get away with. And the fact that we have such high inflation right now, I think there are a lot of people that are just price gouging at this point, and the oil companies are one of them. But I was talking to this uh, young lady a couple of weeks ago, and she's actually leaving on a trip today, a road trip, and she was talking about how high gas prices were. And the first thing she said was, thanks to Biden. And I asked her, name one policy he's passed to affect gas prices. And her response was, well, I'm not that into politics, so I really can't. Well, why did you bring it up? Immediate turn off, hadn't talked to her since. Um, I'm just big on misinformation and spreading misinformation. I can't do it. We've been dealing with that for the past five or six years. I think misinformation is 90%, 90% of the reason we're in the position we're in now. And um, that's why there's so much mistrust about everything. So people that want to spread misinformation and don't do their research or homework, I can't deal with them. So I have no desire to speak to her ever again. Uh, that may seem harsh on my part, but I live in reality and I like to live in fact. Um, and if I'm ever wrong, I'm okay with that. Prove me wrong, I'm cool, I can accept it. But I don't go based on opinion. Uh, and I'll tell you if, if it's my opinion or if it's something I've actually researched. And if I'm giving out information, I like to try to do my research first. And I'm not 100% correct on everything I say, but my intentions are good. But I don't just put information out there with the intention of without doing some type of research and with the intention of misleading. Uh, that's, that's not what I believe in. And then here in Texas, we've been asked to keep our thermostats at 78 degrees because our power grid is gonna struggle during the, the high Texas heat. And that's because these dummies never repaired the power grid from when we had the freeze a couple of years ago. Texas is the only state that's not on the national power grid, so we don't have any backup. If we have issues, if our power grid goes down, we can't get electricity from anywhere else. It's on us. And ERCOT, which is the company that uh, manages the power grids, never repaired those. Um, there's no way I'm keeping my house at 78 degrees. So I pay my bills like everybody else. I'm gonna keep it at whatever I want to. 
So Greg Abbott, you get a middle finger for that. I'm not doing it. Uh, also, we've had a lot of primaries going on over the past couple of weeks preparing for the November election. And Madison Cawthorn finally lost his bid for re-election. So he is not going to be the Republican candidate. Thank goodness. Um, he's had a lot of scandals going on the past few months. And now if we could just get Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, and a few others uh, to be removed, I think we'll be in good shape. Uh, I don't have a problem with Republicans at all. But I do have problems with conspiracy theorists, QAnon believers, and those MAGA people who still think the election is overturned and support Mike Lindell and all the nonsense he's going through. Uh, And also, one of the craziest stories I've ever heard happened a few weeks ago in Michigan. Uh, A man took his car to a Jeep dealership to get his oil changed and left it there. A 19-year-old service tech from that dealership got in the car. It was a stick shift. Took his foot off the clutch. Ran into his co-worker and instantly killed his co-worker. The 19-year-old did not know how to drive a stick and did not have a driver's license. But the attorney for the family of the man who died is actually suing the owner of the car. Saying that he should have known better than to leave his car with someone that's 19 and didn't have a driver's license. And it's like, how can you blame somebody who wasn't even there for this? But the attorney saying this something with how the law is written, they have to sue the car owner. That is just crazy. And I seriously doubt that the car owner is charged in anything. Uh, for this, it definitely seems like it should be on the dealership, but it's something that because the accident happened at work or something and it involved co-workers that the dealership couldn't be sued. I don't know exactly what the law is, but that's what the attorney said. But that is one of the craziest stories I've ever heard, but there are so many frivolous lawsuits it doesn't surprise me. Uh, moving on to the verbal middle finger for the week. And that goes to Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana currently has, they rank 47 of 48 states assessed in maternal mortality rate. And his response to that was, uh, the state would be okay if they did not include black women. He's blaming black women specifically for the high maternal mortality rate and not the fact that black women get uh, less superior care than their white counterparts. Uh, even Serena Williams had issues when she, uh, during her pregnancy, of getting care and the staff not believing her pain. So black women are three times more likely to die giving birth than anybody else because of the lack of concern and care that they get when they go through this process. Um, So to me, that comment basically states he doesn't really care about solving that issue um, and he doesn't care about the black women, period. So you get a verbal middle finger for that. And the quote for the week is, 
always end the day with a positive thought. No matter how hard things were, tomorrow is an opportunity to make things better. With that said, I'm going to end on that note. Until next time, God bless. Peace. Thank you.